When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Hello once again. Welcome back to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast network of uh, wise music swamis, uh, available on uh, Apple Music and Spotify and iTunes and all that fun stuff. Okay, so uh, this episode's going to be airing on Halloween 2023, October 31st, so we're going to end on a little bit of a creepy note. Um but this is episode 227. I'm calling this Inspired by New York City. Uh, it's the fall, and I think, you know, hey, wouldn't it be nice to make another trip down to New York City? Maybe try that new train uh, from Toronto to, to New York this time. Hang out with Monty Connor and John Frank. Sip some gin and tonics. Uh, go to the Morgan, the Whitney, the Met, the MoMA. All that kind of cool stuff. Um, but yeah, so um, I uh, this is an episode I've considered a few times. And, uh, you know, I thought I'd look at this. This kind of an interesting way again we've got our categories here there's there's lots of conceptual ways to look at this there's there's rafts and rafts there are thousands of songs about new york city uh literally down to you know streets and areas of the city of course um and just general and more general songs there's lots and lots of uh, you know, hip-hop artists that write about the city or Brooklyn, uh, you know, or Queens or whatever. And uh, and there's a lot of jazz about New York City as well. But, um, you know, uh, j- just to kick off here, we're not going to play this song, but uh, and it's, it's not called New York, New York. It's kind of technically called theme from New York, New York. Uh, this is uh, officially New York City's national anthem. It's a 1980 song, though. It was written for Liza Minnelli uh, to sing in 1977's uh, New York, New York. So that's kind of interesting. It's not really that old a song. And uh, in a funny way, I mean, none of none of what we're going to talk about here, uh, because we, we want to keep it uh, in our realm, and I wanted to kind of make it, these are my favorite concepts about this whole New York City thing. But, um, Empire State of Mind, Jay-Z, Alicia Keys, uh, 2009, that's really become almost like a second uh, anthem of New York City. Maybe you guys can tell me on the Facebook page what are some of the other key anthems of New York City, Uh, but that's not really what this is about. This is about my favorite sort of uh, songs or albums or even artists in a a way that you're going to find out inspired by New York City. Um, 
So let's kick off with our first selection here. This is Lou Reed with Dirty Boulevard. This room costs $2,000 a month. You can believe it, man. It's true. Somewhere a landlord's laughing until he wets his pants. No one dreams of being a doctor or a lawyer or anything. They dream of dealing on the Dirty Boulevard. Give me your hungry, your tired, your poor. I'll piss on them. That's what the statue of bigotry says. Your poor huddled masses, let's club them to death. All right, so this is from the New York album, January 10th, 1989. Uh, this is Pedro Lives Out of the Wilshire Hotel. The Wilshire Hotel was at 134 West 58th. Uh, you know, he's looking out, dreaming. His father beats him because he's too tired to beg. Uh, it's a really dark story, but uh, as we move on in the story... Um, We'll get to sort of the the album in a second, but as we get on to the story of this song, this song's more the microcosm, the anchor of the album. This was actually a fairly big hit. This is considered one of Lou Reed's uh, best albums. Um, It was quite a hit album, and it is fairly conceptual. Uh, But, you know, you've got... This room costs $2,000 a month. Uh, you, uh, you can believe it, man. It's true. Somewhere there's a landlord laughing till he wets his pants. Uh, no one dreams of being a doctor, a lawyer, or anything. They dream of dealing on the dirty boulevard. Um, we've got later on, give me your hungry, your tired, your poor. Uh, that, that's what the statue of bigotry says. We've got there's an opera at Lincoln Center. The traffic's backed up to 39th Street. Um so yeah, this is uh, this is definitely a New York song by uh, one of the great New York artists. I mean, you go through the entire catalog. There's lots of stuff. Um, even Perfect Day, but Halloween Parade on here. You know, that's the West Village's uh, the the queer friendly. Uh, you know, the big costume thing. Um, but you've got I'm waiting for the man. Uh, you know, Lexington Avenue, 125th. So you've got you've got dealing. You've got hustling. Um, in uh, uh, what's its name, Walk on the Wild Side, right? Um, but yeah, Harlem. Uh, you've got the Velvet Underground. So, so this whole New York thing goes back to uh, Loaded, nineteen seventy, uh, Transformer, seventy two. Um, so there's lots and lots of Lou Reed. You know, he's he's one of these kind of artists that likes to mention place names and specific stories. You get lots uh, going on. So you know, here is an artist who is actually. Well, he's he's kind of not exactly a downtown artist, but he becomes he. Well, he's a downtown artist. He's he's not from downtown, but he becomes uh, you know an icon of downtown. And this whole New York album, you know, is amazing for this. You've got Romeo and Juliet on here as well, Halloween Parade, which I mentioned. But the interesting thing about this album is it's a little deeper than just being about New York. It's it's almost about looking at uh, news events and pop culture and politics and everything through the through the lens of being someone in New York. You know, almost watching it from inside this city, uh, looking out sort of thing. So, uh, so yeah, that's our first selection here. Uh, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, back again here on History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, um, episode 227, inspired by New York City. Let's let's take a listen to our second selection here, and we shall discuss this as the Rolling Stones with Shattered. All right, so this is an amazing, amazing song about New York City, and this whole album, Some Girls, uh, is is this great New York album, as is Emotional Rescue. Now, the interesting thing is that um, the Stones would record all over the place, London, Paris. Uh, so these aren't aren't particularly New York albums in that that you're you're you know. If you're thinking of them accurately, they're not made in New York, but you think of all those photo shoots with the guys out to, uh, you know, to see the latest punker new wave bands or being part of the disco scene, uh, you know, dressed to the nines, all that sort of thing. Um, so, so the Rolling Stones really feel like a New York band around this period. This is one of my favorite Rolling Stones albums. Um, but you've got this all this chitter chatter about schmata 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 I can't give it away on 7th Avenue. You know that's uh that's a reference to the garment trade, the garment district and I you know that immediately reminds me of sitting down with Sylvain Sylvain, another great New Yorker and he was talking about reminiscing about, you know, his family coming from that that industry. Um but yeah, to, uh, to live in this town, you must be tough, tough, tough. Uh, don't you know the crime rates going up? Um, so you know, most of what we're going to talk about here is, uh, you know, or, or most of what's going on in these artists' minds where they want to write about this is, uh, you know, the the sort of typical um, 
New York being in, in real dire straits, but being really artistic town because that's when the artists kind of take over towns when they're in decay. So this is the 70s and the 80s. There's kind of kind of a similarity thing uh, there and things start going up. And, and the uh, you know, it's it's pretty wild and prescient to hear Lou Reed talk about this room cost $2,000 a month in 1989, right? Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think he's probably... Yeah, that might even be a, a bit of a an exaggeration where he's he's trying to exaggerate that things are going that way. Um, but uh, but yeah, things uh, things go that way uh, in the '90s. You know, it, it really starts, and then of course it picks up and picks up, um, and we get the New York of today, right? Um, where it isn't all decayed all over the place, but yeah, everything's been gentrified and everything's super expensive, right? Uh, but yeah, this this stone song shattered. We've got rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. Um, what a mess! This town's in tattered. I've been shattered. So this idea of being shattered is is the idea of being frazzled in the city that never sleeps, sort of thing, right? Um, so I think it's captured really well. It's a beautiful little kind of like punky, weird punk crossed with the stone sort of song. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm feeling this New York vibe uh, even on Emotional Rescue and even on Tattoo You and even into Undercover. You know, Undercover is kind of like a, vi- a violence album. Um, it's very urban sounding, so you're getting you're getting this mix of uh, ska and new wave in there, and it's a hard hitting sort of album. Um, you know, the lyrics are not that obliquely about New York uh, across any of this stuff. Uh, you know, although Shattered definitely. Um, you know, but even back to Honky Tonk Woman and Hot Stuff. So there's earlier stuff where you're where you're feeling that New York vibe as well, or or you're getting those references. Harlem Shuffle, even though they didn't write it, uh, this becomes another big uh, Rolling Stones New York song, right? Um, because it's a it's a big hit, right? Um, but that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so so Stones, I, and I wanted to relate this a little bit to The Clash because I feel that The Clash uh, has this interesting connection to New York as well. They go there and they instantly start um, soaking up the hip-hop and dub culture and getting into the technology and things. And um, we just did a recent episode of... Um, of Sea of Tranquility, and I mentioned how uh, you really start seeing this happen. You already start getting Americana references um, or American references or American pop culture references kind of on, on London Calling and parts of, of Sandinista, but the end of Sandinista, the last record, sides five and six, you start really seeing that New York vibe. It starts almost with a... Um, it starts almost with uh, this this transformation from the um, from the UK Rasta and Dub vibe, but then you're into the New York urban hip hop scene sort of vibe. And Clash are in early on this thing, and then you really see it all across Combat Rock and even on Cut the Crap. And then even you know the interesting thing is that Cut the Crap um, uh, lines up with. Um, Mick Jones going off to do Big Audio Dynamite, where you also get this this huge exploration. They're almost like they're almost like crate diggers, New York crate diggers uh, at this point, um, with all the sounds and interesting things they're coming up with. So yeah, you put you put Combat Rock, Cut the Crap, and uh, and all of those Big Audio Dynamites together, and you're getting this big uh, influence on New York. I mean, Clash, Coca Cola, Lightning Strikes, not once but twice. So so yeah, um, all over the place. I think um, I think this is kind of a cool. Uh, parallel to draw between the Rolling Stones and the Clash, although although the Rolling Stones uh, do it first, kind of thing. Um, let's take a listen to our third selection here. This is the Dictators with Avenue A. Mm-hmm. 
Absolute New York legends, the dictators. You really feel a New York vibe on uh, not so much the first album, but definitely on Manifest Destiny and on uh, Blood Brothers, especially. You know, Blood Brothers, you've got that, I'm looking at it right now, that album cover. Man, my signatures are so worn out on this. Um, From from light, right? Light exposure. Um, But, uh, you know, they're standing in that, uh, you know, basically basketball court sort of vibe with the brand, you know, the tenement kind of thing behind him, brick, uh, you know, public housing kind of look. Uh, and yeah, they're such classic New Yorkers. They're in their leather jackets. Um, you know, got faster and louder on here with, remember our last episode was, was the Bruce Springsteen one. Bruce Springsteen is, is a guest on that, right? Um, so yeah, there's your New York collection, uh, connection as well. But this this album is so much that way. But Avenue A actually comes from a later album, uh, DFFD, and right on the album cover, it's the Dictators. Uh, they got the uh, the Yankees logo there on the skull. Um, they've got New York, New York, right in the title almost. It goes New York, DFFD, New York, uh, and then of course you've got Manitoba's Wild Kingdom and you which is essentially a Dictators album, and that's got an anthem called New York, New York, and you can almost hear that song uh, playing in your head. So uh, so yeah, that's a great one, um, but this da- Down on Avenue A is just is just so rife with New York references and what's, what's happened uh, to the place sort of thing, even though it is a later album, but it is totally cool. Um, kind of neat, Tom Cochran and Red Rider, believe it or not have uh have a song called avenue a and it's a it's a light poppy kind of acoustic thing but i i believe it even says down on avenue a um iggy pop has an avenue b uh you know i wanted to relate this a little bit to these these actual new york bands so you've got new york dolls uh with subway train and jet boy you know, Subway Train is totally about New York City. You know, the subways is an iconic thing about uh, New York. But, but you think of their look and what I just said about Sylvain Sylvain and the whole the whole fashion glam thing and the uh, you know the um, the cross dressing idea. The fact that New York is right in the name of the band. Um, but yeah, Jet Boy. Um, so, so yeah, all, all of, uh, this is definitely a downtown New York band. They did most of their playing downtown. Most of their, you know, big stands are in those big, uh, those big New York venues. What are our venues? We've got Max's Kansas City and CBGB, of course. Um, so yeah, this one fits, uh, you know, and, uh, when I think of Subway Train, I think of Blue Oyster Cult with Hot Rails to Hell. Um, so that's, that's about, uh, you know, going into the city, um, you know, BOC was like a Long Island band, but, you know, going into the city to see a gig and then coming out of the city. And then, uh, you know, you got Blue Oyster Cult is just basically this urban sort of New York City band. We could have included a lot of stuff here. I would say their most New York sounding album or seeming album is Agents of Fortune. Um, and then you've got that whole strange crossover. Some of it's touched upon in my bluish cult book, Agents of Fortune, and then it's expanded upon more the more conspiracy theory dark part about it, about the connection with Son of Sam um, that you get. Uh, it's almost like the first album's considered a a predile- you know, a, a prediction of of Son of Sam, and then Spectres uh, is all about you know people prowling the night sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, you got this ain't the summer of love. Um, 
which uh, which you know has this vibe, even though it's a cover, it has this vibe of uh, of describing New York City kind of thing, right? Um, and then I wanted to mention also here, of course, you can't forget R- the Ramones with things like Fifty Third and Third or Rockaway Beach or whatever. Um, 53rd and 3rd is basically about DD hustling the same way that uh, Walk on the Wild Side is. And, but lots and lots of New York references throughout the, the Ramones catalog, and they're obviously the quintessential CBGB band. And then, of course, uh, you know, you've got to mention people like Patti Smith here with Horses. Um, the, the sort of the New York poetry and folk scene, scene is referenced in that. Blondie parallel lines, it's more about the New York dance and disco scene, uh, I would suppose. Um, Talking Heads, you've got to kind of wrap into this whole thing as well. This ain't no CBGB, all that kind of thing. Uh, Iggy Pop, Lust for Life, you know, Iggy Pop. Um, so what happens with these artists is sometimes they they uh, spend a lot of time in New York or they're photographed around New York or they're recording in New York. Like, you know, the Berlin period of, of Iggy Pop, there's a there's a, a New York vibe and Lust for Life is, is said to have that sort of vibe. So speaking about this uh this cross-sectionality of visiting or hanging around New York. Let's take a listen to our next selection. This is King Crimson with Neurotica. Good morning, it's 3 a.m. in this great roaring city full of garbage eaters, ravaging parking spots beneath my plaza window. I see cheetah in their tight skins and tired heels. All night hip on the diner crossing the street. Swirl the herds of young Impala, flam fast and given. Even a struggling monster. And over there, that brilliant head ornament on that Japanese macaque. But look closely at the hammerhead hand in hand with the mandrel. It's a sight you're unlikely to see anywhere else on the planet. All right, so we are at the Great Beat album, my favorite King Crimson album, uh, 1981. Um, you know, this album's more about the beat generation, but um, the whole idea here is that, okay, so you've got, it's kind of like Black Sabbath. You've got two New Yorkers, or not, not New Yorkers, but you've got two Americans in this British band, right? So here we've got Tony Levin and Adrian Ballou, and T- Tony Levin is a New Yorker. You know, he's he's known for being part of John Lennon sessions and all that kind of thing. He's kind of a, you know, and then later on, there's the whole setup in upstate New York where they do a lot of, a lot of recording and things. But um, the whole idea here is that... Um, Robert Fripp moves to New York at Hell's Kitchen. He, he becomes part of this scene, um, the punk rock scene, the Roches, uh, the Roche sisters, right? Um, Daryl Hall, you know, a, a sort of a Philadelphia connection, Philadelphia soul connection. But Robert Fripp is, uh, you know, he's this quintessential English guy. But now all of a sudden, um, he's part of this New York scene. And there is the iconic, iconic um Exposure album, great, great solo album. Peter Gabriel has, so now there's a little bit of Peter Gabriel cross-sectionality with New York City. There's David Bowie, Scary Monsters is a very New York-y sort of album. Um, and it's recorded mostly in New York, 1980 album. Again, Talking Heads, you've got... Um, You've got Robert Fripp and you've got Adrian Ballou, um, you know, a bit of cross-pollination with the Talking Heads. Um, but yeah, so you've got you've got a David Bowie New York uh, scene, and then of course David Bowie eventually lives there. Um, but you've got uh, you've got the Robert Fripp. So what you have from King Crimson anchoring this whole thing is you've got the red, blue, and yellow period of King Crimson with Discipline, Beat, and Three of a Perfect Pair that all feel very New Yorky. You've got Adrian Blue is a big presence on these records, and he's Adrian Blue puts out two amazing uh, solo albums. Um, 
So you've got this American presence, but yeah, there's there's a whole you know I've I've often thought of doing an entire uh, sort of episode about this, but yeah, and we can't forget again the Peter Gabriel part of this. So uh, so Neurotica is a is a song about um, you know just the buzz of the city and then relating it to uh, you know animals in the jungle sort of thing, which is kind of cool. And then you've got Thela Hun uh, Hun Ginji, which is uh, which is that story of. Um, Anyway, I find unbuttoned my shirt and said, look, look, I'm in this band, you know, I'm in this band, you know, and we're making a recording, you know, it's about New York City. It's about crime in the streets. The explanation was going nowhere, but finally they just let me go. I don't know why. So I walk around the corner and I'm shaking like a leaf and I thought, this is a dangerous place. Who should appear but two policemen, right? So this is that spoken word slash instrumental cool song about recording street sounds in New York City and and uh, and that, that connection to New York City. Um all right, I promised uh, this was going to get dark because it is a Halloween 2023 episode. Um, take a listen to our last selection here. This is the Dead Boys with Son of Sam. Okay, I remember when this album came out. I remember that whole Son of Sam time. It was big news across everywhere. Serial killers stalking the streets of of New York City. Um, but yeah, so the Dead Boys actually go on their uh, on their second and last album. Um, you know, uh, we have come for your children, uh, where my record actually says down to kill on it. Right. Um, but basically, uh, they do a whole song about the son of Sam situation. Uh, Elliot Smith does one, I think later too. Right. But, uh, just the dead boys in general, um, are kind of an interesting New York story because this is a Cleveland band. Remember the whole rocket from the tombs thing. Um, but they, they moved to New York city and they're known to be part of the CBGB scene. And of course we know the whole, um, it's Johnny Blitz, right? Um, but uh, the stabbed and almost gets killed thing, and there's a benefit for him and all that. But yeah, you think of these two albums, uh, Young, Loud, Loud and Snotty, and uh, and We Have Come for Your Children, and they just feel really New York City. You've got Big City as well on this second one, um, which is just like a pay-in to the city sort of thing. Um but yeah, and in this department as well, I wanted to mention uh, the Sex Pistols have a song called New York. Now, the Sex Pistols, you're never going to feel are much of a New York band. They only have the one album. It's so associated with London uh, anyways, right? Uh, but uh, a funny one that I hear from time to time, because I actually play this band a lot, walking around or jogging or whatever, the UK slub, subs with uh, New York State Police. Um, it's just that that rings in your head because the chorus goes like that. But it's about them running afoul of the... Uh, of of the New York cops and, um, and, uh, and, you know, Charlie Harper and pals being warned, keep your mouth shut or we'll break your nose. They've also got dirty girls and big apple. And then another one, slaughter and the dogs. Um, but this was when they were just called slaughter and they made that pretty heavy and well-recorded, um, album, uh, just as slaughter, but there's a song in there, hell in New York, there's hell, hell in New York. I, I even remember that one for some reason. So yeah, there's a little, there's a little added, uh, punk to go with your Ramones punk, uh, and then your, uh, punk adjacent or proto punk in, uh, in your, um, you know, your New York dolls and whatnot and your dictators, which are sort of adjacent punk. But, uh, so yeah, those are, those are some bands that are, are UK bands, right? Pistols, UK subs. You know, all all of these guys, you you, you know, 
I guess what you, these punk bands, when they go to, to America for the first time, they're usually touched down, touching down and playing New York City first. Um, so you get these New York songs out of these people. So uh, anyways, there's your five. I've got some honorable mentions here as well. Uh, one that I almost included was uh, New York Groove, Ace Freely. So this is written by Russ Ballard. Um, you know, uh, But Hello uh, actually put it out and had a minor hit with it. But Ace had a minor hit with it. So this is from the 78 solo album. But... You think we're back, back in the New York groove. So it's it's actually an anthemic song about New York City and kind of a hopeful sort of song. Uh, and Peter Chris has Blue Moon over Brooklyn as well, right? Uh, and one I almost picked as well is Big Apple Dreamin', parentheses hippo, uh, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper... Um, you know, they're a West Coast band. They're, so there's a, they're an L.A. band and a Detroit band. But for, for part, of a, part, part of their career, they were a Greenwich, Connecticut band. So they had the big mansion um, that, they, that they had as a band house in Connecticut. Uh, but then as Alice is pulling, pulling away and stuff, he's, uh, he's, he also is visiting and living in New York City a lot and doing a lot of media stuff in New York City. And he's part of the dance scene and all that. Um, so Alice does have his... New York ties um, but on Muscle of Love they do this song Big Apple Dreamin' Uh, you know, New York is waiting for you and me, baby, waiting to swallow us down kind of thing. So there's a sexual double entendre to it as well. As this song, it's a little bit about Hippopotamus Club and it's kind of like a like a, like a a lurid sort of vocal. But that New York is waiting for you and me, baby, actually has that anthemic New York, you know, if I can make it here, I can make it anywhere sort of vibe uh, on this. It wasn't the biggest song in the album. You know, that's more like Teenage Lament and the title track. But um, it was definitely a New York song and and, um, you know, even the production values of Alice Cooper later on with the horn arrangements in that and the, uh, you know, the, the, the Broadway sort of feel, there was, there was kind of a New York vibe, um, to Alice. So there's a little bit uh, going on there. Tom Waits, Downtown Train, Union Square. Um, you know, he he will mention a lot of New York places. Uh, you've got your whole 9-11 contingent, but that's led by the rising Bruce Springsteen, 2002. Uh, the Night the Lights Went Out by the Tramps. Uh, there's a few songs about the New York blackout, which is kind of cool. Um, so that that's one. Um, is the Disco Inferno uh, band, but yeah, the night uh, the night the lights went out. New York Serenade, Bruce Springsteen, E Street Band, Daddy Don't Live in That New York City No More, Steely Dan, Englishman in New York, Sting. Um, not really a New York City sort of song, but Fairy Tale of New York is kind of an interesting one. The Pogues and Christy McCall, um, because I've seen this described as New York's greatest holiday song. Um, it's got that mention of the boys, the N- NYPD choir will sing Gal- Galway Bay and the Bell were ringing out for Christmas Day. So this is this is basically a Christmas song that's actually a big Christmas song. Uh, but this but this Pogues band, um, you know, from across the sea, uh, is is essentially. Uh, you know, really capturing the spirit of uh, of the of the Irish contingent uh, in New York City. So that's kind of cool. You've got the Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, uh, Genesis, um, and then back in NYC, Genesis. But uh, yeah, Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. There's they they even um, do a little quote of the riff from On Broadway. So On Broadway is obviously a big uh, New York anthem as well. Um, I've always loved Ian Hunter's Central Park and West. So yeah, I looked at I, I looked at hundreds of New York City songs and I just kind of distilled this down to the ones I wanted to mention that are part of our world kind of thing. Uh, Mott the Hoople Saturday Gigs. Rush the Camera Eye. Kind of cool, right? Um, you know, about uh, catching the hustle and bustle of the city. BTO, give me your money, please. That's a funny thing. So 
a lot of these New York City songs, a lot of them are about thinking this girl likes you, but she turns out to be a hooker, and a lot of them about getting mugged. <laughs> kind of cool, right? So there's there's the arch songs about going to the city, and these are the two experiences that happened to you as a young, young uh, naive rock band, right, from away. Um, Triumph, New York City Streets. Hanoi Rocks, New York City. Great one. Uh, Nazareth, New York, Broken Toy. Judas Priest, Raw Deal. More about Fire Island, but it really feels like a downtown New York City club that Rob's talking about there, gay club kind of thing. Um, Scorpions, The Zoo. We know that's a famous one about uh, about going to New York City, you know, uh, about feeling like your country bumpkins, you know, even even though the scorpions aren't exactly that. But everybody feels like a country bumpkin when they go to New York City for the first time, like like eyes as wide as saucers sort of thing. Right. Um, so that's a great classic hard rock song about that. ACDC's weird. I feel safe in New York City. Um, Aerosmith rats in the cellar. New York City blues. Right. Um, and train kept a roll and even mentions she was from New York City. Right. Even they didn't write it but uh but yeah it's pretty easy you know aerosmith's from boston which is essentially a a little baby new york city right um so yeah it's easy to write these city songs joe walsh in the city jonathan richmond springtime in new york Joni mitchell chelsea morning yeah again we can go through all the washington square and chelsea and and whatever um the village uh all and and like literally there's all these songs that are that are like basically street addresses um, let's see, Mott the Hoople, Whiz Kid, uh, plus Alice, uh, J- uh, James Brown, Down and Out of New York City, Run DMC, Chris- Christmas in Hollis, famous one. You know, Golden Earring, 42nd Street, Angel- uh, Angelic Upstarts, 42nd Street, Gun Hill Road, 42nd Street. Um, pretty funny. Um, 42nd Street, Psycho Blues, Janice Ian. So yeah, there's lots and lots of these uh, out there. Um, but uh you know, if I if I was to really sum up that I, I, you know, on a very abstract level, I love that whole idea of Robert Fripp exposure and uh, and Peter Gabriel and David Bowie scary monsters, especially as as really giving you that fawn sort of feel of the art scene, um, art scene, music scene, multimedia, graffiti scene of New York City. Um, but I would say I would say the Lou Reed New York album is is almost absolutely perfect. It just reads like they say like the critics say it just reads like uh, one continuous uh, story of New York City I, I think that is probably the crowning achievement in terms of an album uh, that would be uh, all about New York City and captures the vibe perfectly in a weird 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 year right 1989 um because all of this, um, you know, all of this sort of romance of the decay of New York City, I would say, starts in about 1973. And you would think 1989 is almost too late for it. And there are a lot of references, um, you know, on that album about uh, about how the city is is changing and greed, right? You know, as as we read in those, those lyrics there uh, as well. All right. So if you like the show and want to support future episodes, please go to ko-fi.com slash Martin Popoff. Hit that that red support button buy me a coffee or a pint um so yeah this show is is you know in the main i would say more so supported by kofi than any sort of pay that i'm getting uh for this situation so i do appreciate you guys keeping up with those kofis i do mention it every couple of weeks not every week uh but this week i would like to thank joe beck andy a black sugar transmission monty olson augustin garcia de paredes steve Polari. Dan Rosenson and Robert Yates. Uh, you can go to martinpopoff.com 
for uh, the books I do. Of course, we've got our Contrarians video channel. You know, I'm on Pete's show uh, every every Friday morning as well. That lot airs live usually at 11. But yeah, martinpopoff.com. Uh, I've got the Who book. I've got the Bowie book. Um, basically, anything you see there scrolling down, uh, I have in print. The Kiss book will be in soon. I'll, I'll start filling your orders for the Kiss book. There's another band, right, that, uh, that really... Um, not a lot, but time and time again, you do get little stories like Cold Gin or whatever. You you do get things that that make you think of Kiss as a New York City band, which is which is kind of cool. Um, you've got the cover of um, Dressed to Kill, right? Um, so that's kind of cool as well. So uh, so there you go. Um, you know what? For homework, go listen to some uh, some Lou Reed, New York, and go play that Dirty Boulevard song in full. What a scathing, interesting lyric that is. Uh, talk to you later, uh, and maybe I will get that fall trip into New York City. We'll see. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.